everyone, Andrew here. I am a coach at NW Fit in Lebanon, Oregon, and you are listening to the NW Fit Mindset Podcast. I'm here today with Nolan Womack, owner of NW Fit here in Lebanon. Nolan, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, can't complain. So, man, let's kick it off. What inspired you to start NW Fit? So, before I answer that, um, I'm going to touch on where I kind of got started with fitness. Um, when I was a kid, I was a string bean. Um, actually shrunk an inch from seventh grade to eighth grade. Shrunk an inch in height? Yeah, shrunk an like, inch. I was four foot eight in seventh grade and oh, I weighed wow. eighty pounds. And then in eighth grade I shrunk to four foot seven. Um, and I went down to seventy five pounds. And I only knew that because I wrestled. Um, but after middle school and then I had a huge growth spurt during um, the summer into the freshman year. But my dad had me working with a personal trainer. He actually had my brother working with a personal trainer to get him ready for football because he was also a string bean. And my brother's coach didn't want him to work with the trainer because he wanted to kind of govern over all the workouts he was doing. So then I got started in fitness by finishing up the sessions my dad already paid for for my brother. Um, so I was like 12 years old or something going into the gym. Um, and my intro to fitness was just, everybody wanted big muscles and to be a bodybuilder. Um, so as a 12 year old, was that something you enjoyed? Like, did you enjoy going in with a personal trainer or was it something that you like begrudgingly agreed to? I hated it. <laughs> hated it. Really? Yeah. So how did you get out of that? Like from, from hating that experience yeah. to then living like, cause Nolan is a very fit individual, so so going to this this fitness um, lifestyle, how did you go from hating it? So, in... part of what I hated was uh, every day we were using different machines, and because I was so short, none of the machines fit me properly. So yeah, I, mean, I wasn't doing like old, most of the right. equipment in a gym is built for it's adults, not built for a it's not built for yeah. a kid. Yeah. Um, so I went from that and then once I got into high school and I started taking athletics more seriously, um, I saw that there was a link to how hard I worked out and how long I was able to last with a certain level of work effort and power output and everything in like a wrestling match. Like the other guy would get tired before I would and I knew that was within my control. And so I started really enjoying it um, from that just because I knew it would increase my performance in the sport, which meant I was going to win more matches. Um, so that's kind of how that really shifted your mindset. Yeah, Overall, my mindset. As a high school kid, that's crazy. Like I remember back, I played football and like I worked hard. I was the hard, I was always the hardest worker, but I don't yeah. know that like in high school I would have the awareness to have that like mindset shift so that's really cool that you took it from the experience you had as a 12 year old and molded it into okay I'm going to use this tool to get myself better at what I want to do so how did that so then that segue kind of in from high school after you graduate then where do you go from there so after I graduated I was kind of stuck at this fork in the road where I had no idea what I wanted to do um, I knew I wanted it to be, I actually wanted to be a wrestling coach and part of me also wanted to be a chiropractor 
and part of me wanted to be a doctor. Um, so I looked at what I could do to be a wrestling coach. And so I thought, Hey, I'll be a PE teacher. Um, so that was kind of my career path and that's what I laid out, met my wife, decided not to go down to the college I was going to go to, um, read a blog post that kind of inspired me, um, in terms of how else to help athletes. And then I saw a guy working out in the gym and it was out of LA fitness and he was doing 315 pound deadlifts. Um, he was doing ring dips and he was doing double unders. And after the end of like his five minute workout, he was totally smoked on the ground. Um, went over to him was like, Hey, what the heck was that? Um, he was like, Oh, it's CrossFit. And he kind of introduced me to CrossFit, showed me, um, the forum, showed me the blog. Um, so he kind of got me started into CrossFit. In what year is this? That, that was 2009. 2009. So CrossFit had been around for a little while at that point, but still probably not the to the level or magnitude that it is today. Yeah, not how most people know it today. Um, at the time, I don't think there had been a CrossFit Games yet. Uh, I don't think there have been. I don't know when the first one. Oh, seven, I think. It was like oh, seven. Yeah, so oh, maybe seven there have been a the couple. First one, yeah. So so still growing in popularity. But it was not, still at the ranch. So it was still the, pretty small. Yeah. So not. I mean, today you see CrossFit all over. Um, I know for me personally, back in 2008, 2009, I had no idea what CrossFit was. I wish I did. Right. Um, so that's super cool that you were able to see somebody doing it, and then like had the wherewithal to go ask him about it. Right. To, to try to learn from somebody else you know you see somebody doing something right to learn from it it was really cool yeah it just reminded me of a of a wrestling match um because at the end he was super exhausted it was short and sweet um and i knew i wanted that feeling that sensation back because after competitive athletics were over um after i was done with the sport of wrestling i was kind of from my experience i knew okay i go back into the gym lift weights go the direction of a bodybuilder um, but once that introduction to CrossFit happened, um, it shifted how I looked at fitness and I saw it as like what you're capable of doing, like how much work can you do? And I saw it was objectively measurable. You can measure the weight someone lifted, how far they moved it, how fast they did it, um, how many times they did it in a certain amount of time. And I saw it was super sciencey and I love math and science. Um, so I knew it was definitely something I wanted to give a go and, and start doing. Um, and I had the, the itch to start a CrossFit gym then, cause it was, Hey, somebody's out there making a living doing this. That seems like a really fun thing to do. Um, but I was an 18 year old kid at the time and actually yeah. 17 year old at the time. Um, and I kept running into problems of not knowing where to start, not even any of that. Um, so then I started studying exercise science in college. Um, I dropped out my freshman year and got a job as a personal trainer from personal training. Um, I was able to use a lot of the CrossFit methodologies and theories and put that into practice, working with people in a one-to-one capacity. Um, was that challenging working like at the gym you worked at? Did they give you the autonomy to kind of go through whatever methodology you wanted or was it a challenge to try to get people on board with that CrossFit methodology? 
Um, it's kind of a mix. So when I walked into the gym, I'd actually went to every single CrossFit gym in the area and wow. asked if I could do anything to help them out. First, I wanted to like do all their programming for them because I was super gung-ho about it. And everywhere told me no. And then I asked all the way down to if I could scrub their toilets to get in wow. and like help them out. Everywhere except CrossFit Lake Oswego told me no. And he, he let, the let you clean the toilets. Let Lake Oswego <laughs> offered that like maybe. Um, but my truck got six miles to the gallon. Was say, that was about an hour drive. Like from a ways away from Lake Oswego. So. Yeah, that uh, that just wasn't going to make sense to do that for free. <laughs> just yeah. clean the toilets to get to work out there and be a part of the community. Um, so that led me to go look into the the kind of Globo gyms, like the LA Fitness, and it was a Bally's that I went into. Um, when I went in looking to see if they were hiring trainers, um, Kenzie was actually just hanging out in the car at the time. And because this was like the 30th gym that we went into that day. Um, so I walked in and I sat down with the manager there, the, the sales manager, and we started talking. He was just recently introduced to CrossFit. So he was really excited about it. Nice. And so his timing kind of lined up. The, the timing worked well, yeah. Um, the corporate staff wasn't on board really with it. Uh -huh. um, they wanted people to use machines. They wanted it to be done in a very certain way so that people, it created a dependency on the trainers. Yeah. Um, they wanted a certain experience out of the workout. But this sales manager, he had one foot kind of already out the door. He was really excited about CrossFit. It was new to him. He did bodybuilding before. Um, and it turns out that one of his best friends was actually the owner of CrossFit Lake Oswego. So that was kind of wild to learn yeah, that later full on. full circle. Um, we ended up talking for, it was like two and a half, three hours that I was sitting in his office just Kenzie after walking in. in. Kenzie was out in the car. How did totally Kenzie forgot about, about that? her. She was so mad. <laughs> Um, well, but you got the job at Ballard. But I, I did right? get the job. Yeah, I, I got the job there. Um, and when I started working with people, there wasn't a lot of pushback from the clients because we started out, we had walk through, um, do a little questionnaire with them, talk to them, learn about them. Um, then I had the same workout that I put everybody through. And at the end of it, um, I mean, most people, they definitely knew they needed more of whatever that was in their life. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people hopped on board. Um and had a lot of really cool experiences, met some incredible people doing that. Um, there was a 70 year old guy that when he came walking in, he needed a cane. And after it was about 20 sessions, I think at two to three sessions a week. So it was two, three months yeah. and he was able to run around the basketball court. Wow. And that was his goal That's was crazy. he wanted to get playing basketball again. Um, from a cane to playing basketball. From walking on a cane. Yeah, that, that was so pretty that, cool to see. So let me ask you then, like, and I think that's a perfect kind of example, but in your opinion, like, why CrossFit? There's a ton of different methodologies. You browse the internet for 10 minutes and you'll find thousands of experts that say this is the way to go when it comes to your health and fitness. Why is CrossFit so effective? So CrossFit's very effective at what it's meant to do. Um, depending on somebody's goals, if somebody wants to be a, bod a bodybuilder, it's not going to be what they need to be doing. Um, they need a different thing that builds off of CrossFit, but at its core, the methodologies of CrossFit is very tailored to humans. Um, so you think long-term, like, because when I think in terms of bodybuilding, you don't see too many people that are bodybuilding for 
50 years on it. Right. And, and I might be wrong. They might be out there. But with CrossFit, the way I look is you're, you're building fitness for life. Right. And, and, and that's kind of the way I view it. Um, so do you think CrossFit is the best program, the best methodology for a lifetime of fitness that will meet everyone's all-around needs outside of that bodybuilding and powerlifting? And- I was going to say, so it, it comes down to that person's like what they want to do with it. If you want general physical preparedness, CrossFit's definitely the way to go. If you want to be able to do the most things for the longest amount of time um, and be capable, so have ranges of motion that you know you're not going to get hurt if you fall over, or you might you won't get hurt as bad as somebody else who hasn't been working on movement based strength training and conditioning um, that hasn't been working from the core to the extremity. Um, yeah, CrossFit's definitely pretty all-encompassing for that. Um, if somebody has a very specific goal um, that they're training for that isn't longevity and general fitness and something more specialized, like to be the best ice skater in the world, I mean, CrossFit's going to help build a good base, but mm-hmm. there's going to be a little more sports specificity that you're going to need to kind of hit that specific goal. Yeah. So I think it's a great starting place. I think it's a good general for everybody. I think it could be for everybody. And I think it's for everybody if everybody wants to be able to keep doing what they do or do more than what they do for longer. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like I, me personally, um, Nolan and I have kind of the same background. Um, you know, I, I went to school, exercise science degree, um, got out of school, worked in a few gyms here and there, never actually was, uh, spent a lot of time as a personal trainer specifically, um, but I had a few different jobs within those gyms, um, helping clients, um, you know, try to reach their fitness goals, spent some time as a, phys- in a, as a physical therapy aide, so got a lot of really hands-on experience. Uh, a lot of hands-on experience um, with patients and, and getting them from point A to point B of feeling better. Um, and I've tried a lot of different things over the years, and it wasn't until I really started CrossFit that I felt all around total health and fitness had improved. Um, so I think when you talk in terms of like long-term fitness for life, like I never want to stop doing CrossFit, and I don't foresee myself ever stopping doing CrossFit. Um so I think as long as your goal is to feel better, live better, um, have a healthier lifestyle, like CrossFit is the way to go. Now, again, as you mentioned, sport specific, like obviously if you want to set the world record in the deadlift, well, then you're going to need to train the deadlift more often every right. day. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, no, I think that uh, that uh, falls in line perfectly. So you're at the gym, you're at Bat- Bally's. Kenzie's still upset because she was in the car for so many yeah. hours. She's gotten over it by now because now you're changing people's lives in the gym. What happens next? So Bally's shuts down. Or they sold out. The gym shut a, down. A lot of there. the... So things were kind of going wonky. Um, so I got another job working at FedEx um, two weeks before the gym was sold out to LA Fitness. And then they shut down that specific location because there's an LA Fitness just a mile down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gym shut down, but I started some of the clients that I was working with. I was still training them alongside doing what I was doing at FedEx. 
wasn't at FedEx very long. Um, and which FedEx were you at? Remind me, because I spent time at FedEx too, and I can't remember. I know we've talked about this, but where were you at? What FedEx were you at? I was at the Troutdale FedEx. Troutdale. Okay, I was on Sony Zone. That's right, because it moved. We talked about it, you moved okay. there right after. Yeah. So we worked at FedEx different times. Different times, yeah. Um, so then I kept training people before and after going to work, and at that time, that's when I was working for my dad. Um, once Aiden was born, that was when I started working for my dad. Um, and then I kept doing that and that kind of tied me over and kind of scratched my edge on helping people. I was still able to help a handful of people before and after work. Um, then my dad retired from doing the backflow and, um, I essentially started taking that over and we started our own backflow testing company. Um, so we kind of did that just cause that's what I knew how to do. And mm -hmm. we knew there was an existing amount of clientele that was going to keep needing help. So we kept doing that. I still training people and still running the backflow stuff. So the training people, that was kind of like on the side, like that was kind of like a side gig at that point. Of, yeah. Like it was... yeah, exactly. There was just a couple people before and after work. Um, so my days were pretty long at that point. And then it got to a point where the backflow, it, it wasn't like fulfilling, um, even though it was helping prevent, you know, cross contamination of drinking water and looking at the numbers, we literally help millions of people drink clean water. Um, it just didn't have that tangible feel every day was a, was a hard day. Um, from that point, I knew I wanted to get into helping more people out. Um, wanted to help more people work out. So we looked at what we could do. We had some equity in the house. Um, there was a location in Troutdale that we were looking at. We were talking to the city. Um, we were talking to the landlord. The landlord was able to get the city to rezone the building so that we could use it as a gym. And we thought, hey, this is gonna, this is gonna work. Um, some things came up and we kind of looked at is that where we wanted to to actually stay or did we want to try something different out um so once we sold the house we then moved down to lebanon um we didn't know anybody down here but we still had the plans of kind of wanting to start and actually run a gym after experiencing crossfit and helping people out like that was kind of always the plan was to try to do that to help people on a bigger scale than I could do one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and I knew I needed kind of my own space to be able to do that in the certain way that I was really hoping to do that. Um, so once we moved down to Lebanon, we, we didn't know anybody in town, so it didn't seem like it was quite the right time. We were able to remotely do what we did for the backflow testing. Um, from our house. So we spent about a year or so, a year, two years doing that. Um, and I don't know, I felt like I fell into a really bad depression at that point. Um, didn't feel like I had a whole lot of like purpose with anything that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And that's cause I didn't have any like palpable feel like, I mean, I took the kids to school and took them back from school, but outside of that, that was basically what it felt like my purpose was. Um, and there's a saying that when you feel helpless, be a help to others. And 
I don't remember who said that. I think it might have been Ed Milet that I heard that from. So I decided, okay, well, I need to start training people and coaching people again. Um, some doors opened up, and I was able to start coaching at the, the CrossFit gym in town. So I started help coaching people there. Definitely liked it far more than working on that one-to-one scale. Because the thing with personal yeah. training is at least for the clients that a lot of the clients that I had, um, the gym was set up to be the cheapest gym in town. So the people that were personal training clients, they weren't, I mean, we had a lot of people that came to the gym just because they wanted to shower before they would go to work. (laughs) And so working with these people, like the job kind of became like, you could see there was a lot of things holding them back, but you had to fill this hour of space that they were there like paying for. And they'd work out, but something would be on their mind. So you'd talk through that. And a lot of the times the session would be half hour, 45 minutes of talking and helping them work through like their life problems and stuff and letting them decompress. And the other part, 15, 30 minutes was them actually doing a workout. And how do you feel? Do you feel like that was equally as important as the actual workout? Cause I mean, we, you talk about mindset and how, you know, it shapes somebody's just all around health and well being. Like, do you feel right. like that was just as valuable as anything you could have put them through with weights? I feel like it was necessary. Um, I feel like if, I mean, cause it was a lot of the times it was these constant stressors or it was these challenges that they were going through and we were able to come up with a new perspective that they could look at that challenge from. So instead of seeing this impossible thing that was going to be a constant stress on them, um, we were able to shift it and turn it into something that they could take action on. But it happened to be that that hour that they were with me, that was that half was of it was what, figuring out yeah, how to look yeah. at the problem differently. Um, once they weren't constantly thinking about their problem, they could then go and find more time to walk throughout the day or they could eat better because they weren't activity. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't blowing their, however they were eating to try to cope with that stress. So they weren't going for that Mm -hmm. sugary food, the salty stuff. Um, so would you say that the, your mindset is the foundation of your overall fitness? Like if you have that correct mindset, everything else will fall in place. Yeah. Mindset over everything. Um, because mindset comes down to, I mean, just how you look at anything. Um, and when you realize that if it's possible and then you realize it's possible for you, um, then it's just a matter of how, do, like, what can you do? What's within your control to make that happen? And then what's out of your control? Mm-hmm. And the better you get at recognizing what's within your control and what's not in your control, um, you have less static and you're able to be more effective. Um, you're able to stay the course. You're able to take action on what you need to and things just kind of keep lining up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And for me personally, I mean, I've done a lot of things wrong over the years when it comes to my health and fitness. I mean, I've done so many things wrong that now it has set myself up to do things right. Um, you know, I'm over 30 years old now and I feel like I finally, I don't have it figured out because there's always more to learn and I will continue to learn um, about my health and fitness every single day, but it's all the failures and the thing I, the things I did wrong that I think shaped my mindset to be where I'm at today. Um, and it wasn't until I was able to break through that, I guess, mindset barrier that I was really able to 
reach the level of fitness I'm at today. Um, and, and, you know, as I said, there's so much room for growth still, and I'm so excited about where I can go to now. Like, I feel so much better at 31 than I did at 21. Like, where yeah. everybody says, oh, you know, your prime is your mid-20s. It's like, well, I think you're as good as you feel. Right. Um, so having having that mindset shift and, and some other things that played a factor um, over the last few years of my life, I mean, we could go on for hours about that, but we won't get into it, um, have really molded me into who I am, who has allowed me to unlock my physical potential. Because I think, and tell me if you disagree, no one, like, your body will push itself so much further than your mind ever will. You can, you are capable of so much more than your mind will ever yeah. tell you you are. So if you can break past that barrier and realize that you can do the hard things, um, I think then the possibilities are endless. That's when you start getting to that next level and you can really break through. Absolutely. So would you – so your training – uh, you're still, you just got into the gym here in Lebanon. Yeah. How does that transition then to you owning the gym within what, a year? Yeah. Um, a little less than that, but yeah. Not so, even a year. So, um, actually started helping out November 1st, um, of 2019. Yeah. So I started helping so not even, 2019. That was like six, seven, eight months. Yeah. Um, and when I saw the impact that like actually having groups of people come together, working out together, the camaraderie that was made, the difference that made in how well people adhered to what they were supposed to be doing, um, knowing that you're the average of the people that you spend time with and seeing that, hey, if you're spending time with people that are on the same mission that you're on, you're gonna stick to that mission better. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing the amount of growth and growth potential out of people, um, it got really exciting and I spent way more time at the gym than I was getting paid for. And so again, sorry, Kenzie, if you've listened <laughs> yeah. this far. Has she had, she, um, is she over the valleys at that point before this starts? As long as, is that, as long it brought as that's the memories back up, brought, right? Okay. <laughs> so it well, has hey. kind of PTSD from valleys. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll be a good interview, interview yeah. for Kenzie. Then we'll talk about yeah. how the, how the, uh, the trauma of Nolan being at the gym. <laughs> so, I mean, Jim, like she's kind of accepted that you know, whenever friends would come over in like our college years and stuff, right. Everybody would talk about working out like yeah. that. That's just, that's always been the I mean, conversation. There's, there's people that had with me. old saying that CrossFit people only want to talk about CrossFit. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, I didn't understand it until I started CrossFit because it's all I want to talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll talk about it 24 seven. It's all me right? and Sarah talk about it all yeah. day. So I totally understand that one. Um, it got to the point where when I was sleeping, I was trying to explain to Kenzie how to do an overhead squat in my sleep. Did Kenzie get better at overhead squats? She had to have, like, <laughs> I don't know where else, who else taught her. So, um, yeah, so she was finally over ballets kind of at that point. Um, but it kind of caused this friction with us where, you know, I wanted to be there cause I saw the impact it was making in people's lives. Um, there was a, I actually had that like palpable, like I was making a difference at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, after a few months of that, um, I started seeing that there was kind of some holes in what was being offered into the area. Um, looking at the numbers and seeing that some of the leading causes of death were preventable chronic diseases and knowing that there's a link between someone's 
fitness and hedging against that chronic disease. So, okay, well, what's the next step here? And I saw that nutrition was kind of missing. Um, so we started NW Fit as a way to try to help people eat better um, because it didn't conflict with anything that we were doing, coaching and helping people inside the gym, um, but it was a way that we could also reach more people and we could offer another level of service to them where if they could eat better, that's going to help them stay in a better physiological state. Um, it affects their body on a cellular level. They're going to get more out of their workout. Um, they didn't even have to be in the area because we're working with people online at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after that, the pandemic hit and the gym had to close um, for that first shutdown. And right when the gym closed was when the previous owner then reached out and um, they had some other things they were looking at wanting to go pursue. Um, the timing kind of worked. And the stars so they, kind of aligned, it yeah, seems like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The stars kind of aligned. Um, so they reached out to see if we had any interest in wanting to take it over um, since I had good like relationships at that point with the, the current athletes at the time. Um, it seemed like there was a real possibility that, that it could work. So we talked the details out over the next while that everything was shut down. Um, we were able to come in and change some things around and get it kind of ready. And then once it lifted, we were able to help tie up some loose ends. And that's when, uh, yeah, June 1st of 2020, we, we opened the doors as, <laughs> as an actual physical space. That's how you got Fit in Lebanon. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then five days later, <laughs> I came walking through. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I can't... It might sound cheesy, but I mean, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life is walking through those doors. Um, you know, you think about moments in your life that have impact, you know, getting married, having your child. Um, but my first class at NW Fit sticks out to me so vividly. I can tell you the exact workout we did. Um, I can tell you pretty much every piece of that class and just how instantly I was hooked and knew it was the right place for me. That's um, awesome. So I can't thank you enough, Nolan, for what you've done for me, my family in the last year um, in, in providing what you sounds like set out to provide was to help people and help people live better. Um, I know for me personally, it certainly has been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, with that, we are out of time today. So Nolan, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, always a good conversation. Make sure you tune in next time. Uh, and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.